if you love them, then get your butt back to work! That's the path we part-timers must walk for our love! Oh, Miss Excel! My tears! They are flowing like waterfalls! Greetings, corrupt, ignorant masses. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I'm Lord Il Pajasho, and to my left, it's Pedro's sexy wife, a.k.a. Andrew. Oh, Pedro's sexy wife, why you leave him? And of course, sitting in front of me is the great Bill of the Macrocosm. I didn't prepare a quote for this. All right. Hey, welcome, folks. We're back for episode one. That Holy sounds weird to say that we're back for episode one. Mm-hmm. But I guess we had episode zero. We didn't die last week of suffocation from farts, nor did we kill each other. So we're here. Yeah, well, it was really nice of Bill's wife to let us out after four hours. Okay, well, enough of that. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, welcome. We are here for our very first episode <gasps> of Excel Saga. Oh, dear God. Dun, dun, dun. Today, we are going to be talking about Excel Saga Episode 1, Koshi Rikdo Assassination <laughs> Plot. So, uh, it'll be wacky, it'll be zany, it'll be uh, pretty darn crazy. But before we get there, I thought we'd uh, start with a little bit of talk about some different anime things. Right. Um, I figure, as far as the format goes for the show, uh, at the beginning of every episode, if we have anything kind of anime-related to get off our chests or something really cool or something to kind of refer to on our social media websites, uh, we would talk about that. And speaking of social media, mm-hmm. if you don't know, we do have a Facebook. It's facebook.com slash tuningjapanese. And we're also on Twitter, at tuningjapanese. So uh, check us out. We'll be posting all kinds of crazy stuff on there. Speaking of posting crazy stuff, right, right. I have you guys to thank for some very interesting Cowboy Bebop-related stuff that you found on the internet. Right. Bill, you want to tell me what you found? Well, I don't have a lot of information here other than I imagine a lot of our listeners have probably already seen it because it was kind of making the rounds everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't have any background on who it was, but a figure skater dressed as Spike from Cowboy Bebop doing his routine to tank. Awesome. That's so cool. I, I immediately thought of you and uh, the I appreciate podcast. It. I appreciate that. That was really cool. And uh, we'll be posting that on our on our social media page in case you have missed it somehow. But check it out. It's pretty awesome. The other thing that uh, Cowboy Bebop related was that Benedict Cumberbatch recently did a series of photos dressed as Spike Spiegel as well. I saw it and immediately squeed, for one. Yes. Squee! Yeah, I went... Rah! And then... Pterodactyl, Josh. Wow. (laughs) You know, my son makes that noise all the time. 
It must be hereditary. It is. Right. Okay. It is. But anyway, I, so I, I saw it and I just immediately flooded all of my anime fans that I know of with this picture and immediately threw it to Andrew. I'm like, dude, you guys see this. This is awesome. Can you imagine a live action Cowboy Bebop? Usually like live action animes are kind of a, a little bit of a disaster, but I don't yeah. know. I think it would be as realistic of an anime enough that they could do something with it. Potentially. Yeah, I don't think that that would be one of the, it wouldn't be live action Fist of the North Star. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Is that the one where it's like, you will now walk backwards to hell? Is it that one? That was from the movie, yeah. Is that from yeah, the movie? Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was live action in the movie. Okay. No. I, I only saw a little bit of the live action Fist of the North Star, and I went, fuck this. Yeah. I, the first time we said, you're already dead, and then I'm like, yeah, and this movie is too. Click. Done. Right. Never watched it again. Yeah, so hopefully better than that. Maybe on the par, you know, with, uh, like, the Sailor Moon musicals. All right. Know, the, the, the live action Sailor Moon that they did. Could be really good. Right. So, so here's something, just off the top of my head, theoretical. Who else would you cast for a live-action Cowboy Bebop movie? And we're just going to say the Bebop crew uh, altogether. Obviously, Benedict would be Spike. Who, who do you think would would, would make a, a good Jet? Ron Ooh. Perlman. You think Ron? Really? Ron Perlman. That's a very... Ron that, Perlman. That, that's an interesting choice, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think I think physically, especially, I feel like he could totally do that. Mm-hmm. Seeing him in roles and things like even like Hellboy, you know, just kind of like he's got that macho, absolutely kind of deep voice sort of thing. Yeah. The, the he, only problem there might be I don't know how old is he now. He might be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he'd be age appropriate. Well, for Jet's Jet. a little older, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Jet's like what uh, mid to late forties in the anime. That's I want to kind say. of how I'd imagine him. I yeah. don't know if they ever make that clear or not. They, but... they they never make a clear distinction of age, obviously. But yeah, I think Ron Perlman would be great. Uh, how about Faye Valentine? I Ooh. think Scarlett Johansson. That's where my mind went immediately, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I could she, definitely see that. She's got the look. She's got the ability to play Faye. I think she'd be fantastic. Now, here's the tough one. Ed. I don't know enough child actors to answer that. I don't yeah, really either. Neither do I. Justin um, Bieber. There you, there you <laughs> go, folks. Justin <laughs> Bieber as Ed. I think we, we've... Let's film it. Let's do it. Oh, and, Jesus. So the next question is, do they make Ian a talking dog? Because, you know, sometimes in, like, these TV shows, they, like, decide, well, let's give the dog a voice. No. No. God, <laughs> no. 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 No scrappy eye? No. 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 God, dear. <laughs> Fuck you and Scrappy-Doo, too. Oh. All right. All right. Those are our little bits of uh, anime-related... Talking points. Uh, talking points to begin with. and uh, Banter over. <laughs> Thank you, Billbot. <laughs> uh, up, up next, we uh, before we get started with episode one, our resident expert here on anime, uh, Josh, has some uh, interesting information, especially for those of you who maybe don't know anything about Excel Saga, who are maybe watching this alongside of us. Uh, again, if you want to watch... <laughs> right. Um, if you want to watch Excel Saga, it is on Hulu. Uh, just get on Hulu.com. I don't know if you need Hulu Plus for it or not, but uh, all the episodes, if you prefer the subtitled or the dub, they're there. So we uh, have watched the first episode, but before we get there, a very interesting background when it comes to Excel oh, Saga. Yes. Excel Saga is, and I'm going to say this judiciously, a very loose adaptation of a uh, manga that was created by Koshi Rikdo. The manga and anime differences are huge. So if you like the manga, don't expect to see a whole lot of manga-related stuff in the anime. But the anime was adapted and directed by Shinichi Watanabe, and it was licensed here in the United States by the now-defunct AD Vision for widespread distribution. When uh, ADV was uh, bought out, 
Funimation took over the licensing rights, and that's why we're able to watch it now on Hulu. And Hey, hey Josh, mm. you should be watching. <laughs> I don't I, know what that means. I, I Aww, or not. Our least anime fan doesn't get the joke. I'm right. so sorry, Bill. Other facts about the series uh, when it comes to uh, distribution. It never had a U.S. television distribution. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Not, yeah, not surprised nope. on that one. It's a little out there. But outside of Japan, it was broadcasted on the Rapture Network in the U.K. Wait, the Rapture Network? Rapture <laughs> Network. I mean, was, that, is this is like a religious network? I don't know. Huh. But I, I, I'm sure people after watching Excel Saga were hoping that the apocalypse was coming. <laughs> More than likely. Oh, and then there was a uh, the sci-fi channel in the U.K. It was a pay service in uh, the U.K. as well. And also it found its way on the Anime Network, uh, which was... Not just outside the United States, but it was a pay service that ADV had ran as well. It also is currently internet streaming from the Anime News Network, Funimation Entertainment, and the Anime Network as well. And that's about it. I mean, there's some of the other facts that we have here are pretty fun. The uh, the opening theme of the song is actually performed by, coincidentally, or maybe not, the Excel Girls. And it's known as Love Loyalty in English. And then the ending theme, which is probably one of the funniest parts of the entire series altogether. A theme that's performed so beautifully by a character by the name of Menchi, known as Menchi's Bolero of Sorrow. Ah, yes. Mm. We will be talking about that in just a little while oh, once yes. we get to the end of the episode. But we're going to wait on that. But yes, uh, the Excel Girls, also, for those who are maybe not as familiar, and maybe if you don't remember, the Excel Girls themselves actually have an appearance later on in the actual anime mm-hmm. as part of the show. So pretty sure it's not a coincidence. They I don't think they had that name before the uh before the show. If so, that's some dedication right there. Right. They really love the manga, you know, so right. sorry, manga. So yeah, that's uh that thank you for those facts. You're very good, welcome. Good stuff. It brings us right in. So now shall we get into the summary folks? I'd say let's let's break it down. They I... can't respond. Oh, that's true. That's That's right. They are ignorant masses. Oh, they are. That's true. Uh, So we begin episode one of Excel Saga Koshi Rikto Assassination Plot. And again, I want to stress that, as we mentioned on episode zero, we are going to be reviewing the dubbed version of Mm -hmm. this rather than the subtitled. So again, people that love your subtitles... Our apologies. Uh, we open with a letter from Koshi Rikto, the man that Josh mentions earlier. Yes. And Koshi Rikto is actually voiced by Paul Sedello. Paul Sedello. Paul Sedello. I love Koshi Rikto's voice. I don't know if it's intentional here, because one of the things that we'll kind of see as we go through this anime is that it kind of takes jabs, a lot of jabs, at the manga version. Oh, yes. And Koshi Rikto's voice is like the silliest, most ridiculous, like, Oh, my name is Koshi Rikto! And I can't even do it. It's just it's just so over the top. Yeah, did he voice this? himself in the, in the original anime? I do not think so. Uh, let me double check here, my facts. Uh, while he's looking that up, we get uh, an opening letter from Koshi Rikto giving the staff full authority to do basically whatever they want with the anime series. And here's the quote directly from the beginning of the show. Uh, it says, I, Koshi Rikto, hereby pledge in the event that Excel Saga is animated that I have given the staff full authority over the use, misuse of its contents, etc., and so on. And regardless how the final product turns out, I will not take such actions as to complain, protest, contemn, or file charges. So essentially he's the anti-Alan Moore. Yes, yes that's, that is perfect. I have not, I, I'm gonna call him that from now on. And no, Bill, uh, Koshi Rikto did not voice himself in the, uh, anime in Japan. That was Waturu Takagi. 
Wow, good old Watsuro Takagi. Yes. Hey, while while you're uh, while you're looking that up, maybe you should look up and see what else he's done. I'm just curious what other what other voices. Watsuro Takagi. Sure, why the hell not? It, it makes it sound smarter. Yes. Um, so <laughs> so we go from there to the opening theme that Josh has already mentioned. This theme, for those who have not watched the anime or those that don't remember it as well, <laughs> this theme is bonkers. Like it is absolutely ridiculous. It is what appears to be Excel, our main character, who we'll get into in a moment, and Hyatt, a character who will be introduced in episode. Two, mm-hmm. singing the theme song. But in fact, as Josh mentioned, they are the Excel girls who look exactly like those two characters. Yes, it is quite interesting. And also has and... a cough. Yes, and we'll get to that. This brings us already into how bizarre this anime is. <laughs> as part of the intro song, we see them singing in all kinds of locales. We see them singing in a bathhouse with naked men around them. We see them singing underwater. <laughs> uh, at one point, one of the characters is deep-throating a banana. It's pretty wacky. Yes, it is. I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's pretty bizarre. So from there, we get the actual start proper to the episode. We start outside of the public Inunabe High School, and it's the 30th graduation ceremony. Yes. Everything is sweet. Everything is, is, is going so well. And every student is so excited to be out of high school. Were you having, were you having flashbacks, either of you, being dude, out of high school? Dude, last day of high school is okay. Whatever. Let's go to Bill's. <laughs> yeah, I don't frankly remember the last day of high school. I'll, I'll never know because I teach at a high school. We start with this scene. We get the chalkboard with all these nice little going away messages. Which seems to be a thing in Japan. Yeah. I see it in a lot of animes that we've watched or a lot of foreign films that we watched, like Battle Royal. Even to a lesser extent, Old Boy. You know, yeah. When, he, when the character is leaving, he writes, well, he writes profanity on the, on the chalkboard. Right. But... <laughs> yeah, it, I think that is kind of a thing in Japan, uh, Japanese high schools, where... I guess, hey, we're graduating. We're going to write stuff to say, hey, bye, we're leaving. As if, like, the janitor's not going to come in an hour later and erase it off the board. Right, but, exactly. Right. But there's that, at least. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to Excel. <gasps> Excel is our main character, obviously, of Excel Saga, and she is happily skipping through the hallways in a traditional Japanese schoolgirl outfit. Yes. Uh, another student asks her if she's found a job yet. <laughs> Molly she, from Sailor Moon. It, 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 it kind of sounds a lot like... It kind of sounds like Molly from Sailor Moon. That's kind of more Melvin. <laughs> and just to point out, Excel is voiced by Jessica Calvello. So she asks that question, to which Excel sings very happily a song, which is basically just saying the name of the evil organization in which she apparently was recruited from right out of high school. <laughs> Interned with. Yes, yeah. just singing across, uh, which is across, uh, which we'll be introduced to in just a bit. She sings off key. Skips her way outside, knocks students over, and with two minutes and 47 seconds into the show, gets run over by by a truck. truck. Now, I want to preface something. Some of the things that you notice, uh, pretty normal stuff. She's barreling over other students, and she's Mm -hmm. just completely oblivious to what's going on. But the one thing I want to ask... What in God's name is going on with the random female leg that pokes out of the bushes two or three times throughout that opening scene? Well, you're a research guy, so I was going to ask you. Well, you know, that <laughs> that really has never been explained from what I could tell, at least. I think that's one of those leave it up to yourself and me and my perverted thoughts. I'm thinking, <laughs> is going on in them bushes. He's pushing a wheelbarrow, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Full of women's legs. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, my God, that's <laughs> twisted. Oh, my God. Oh. Sadly, I've seen worse. Yes. Yeah, so, Excel, our main character, three minutes into the episode. Not even three minutes. Not even three minutes. And that's even counting the intro song. Wow. Is run down 
by a truck in the beginning of the episode, <laughs> to which the tone changes from, obviously, from joy to panic as people are crowded around and an ambulance shows up. They are getting ready to wheel her into the ambulance, and you hear things such as, Oh, wow, she's really dead! And I can't believe they killed the main character in the first scene! Yeah, I mean, also... All right, all right, you grab the left leg, I'll grab the right leg, and let's just throw her on there. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, already basically almost killed off the main character. And, Not almost. Uh, I mean, well, Dead. we'll get there. Oh, okay. She's still alive. She's still alive. Yeah, right? I can't believe she's got a little bit I... of life in her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worst EMTs ever. Yeah. We get a really beautifully animated scene where you just see her hand in the dirt trying to spell out a cross, like in her last moments of life. It's really beautifully animated in a bizarre and silly way. Yes. They seem to uh, exhaust a lot of technical prowess on an anime that doesn't deserve it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> or yeah, perhaps you know, that's part of the joke. Maybe that is part of the joke, right? I mean, we talked about this as we were re-watching the episode today, that it really is a beautiful anime. Mm-hmm. It's it's gorgeous in a lot of ways. They, you know, as Bill said, it's very technically beautiful. It's technically sound. It's a great anime. Great visuals. Uh, yeah. the, art, the art style is very crisp. Well, I mean, for the most part. I mean, of course, you're going to eventually get with an anime like this a lot of uh, super deforms that, that happen a lot more often. But mm-hmm. at this point, with the first episode, it's like, boom. We know what we're doing animation-wise. Right. Story-wise, we'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think. The first episode's kind of all over, as we'll find oh, out. Yeah. It's like me when I was five years old and hopped up on sugar, man. Just off the walls and everywhere else. That's yeah, true. five years old. Yeah. Five yeah. years old. Well, you know, some people... 29 years ago. Some people grow out of it. So Excel is loaded into the back of the ambulance where doctors are just kind of shocked that she still has a pulse at this point. And, I, and these two, yeah, I'm kind of shocked as well. Yep. She whispers the name across... Once more. And here's here's a funny point that I wanted to bring up. Why is it that in the American dub, in the mm-hmm. English dub, she's saying across as a Japanese person would, with the whole across the... Because she's a Japanese student, obviously. I have, didn't even know she, that's what she was saying, to be yeah. honest. There's a lot of dialogue that's very clipped and quick, and I am just now live on this podcast realizing that's what she was saying. Life to take that. And what she was getting at the ACR. I was trying mm-hmm. to figure out what that stood for. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's kind of like a Pokemon in the beginning of this episode. It seems like all she could say, say is, is a cross. It's a cross, right? It's, it's very strange. <laughs> she whispers the name across, and we get this bizarre, nonsensical sequence of flashbacks, to which the doctors actually notice, again, breaking the fourth wall. They turn around and, like, commentating some of the flashbacks. Oh, yeah. We see... Life's flashing before her eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, shit, that's a bad sign. To which we see Excel riding on someone's back while drunk. We see uh, her being sacrificed to a strange group of goblin things. I was, I was thinking those were uh, uh, Puchu in robes. Oh, Ooh, I never thought of that. That's... Spoiler for episode two here, as we will talk about Puchu's twice this episode. Yes, yes, there, there will be another Puchu reference. Here, I but... also realized that the person... She's riding the back of has purple hair like Hyatt, so I wonder if... Oh, I wonder. I don't know. I'm just thinking she had a drunken night out, but what? there was one other thing, wasn't there? Anything? Oh, yeah. Uh, she was escaping a T-Rex while driving on a strange, like, sci-fi ship. It yeah, was a hover just... chariot. Yeah, it was very, very bizarre. So, you know, honestly, I mean, this is a really bonkers anime, but I want to see the prequel anime now. I want to see some of this crazy shit that Excel was doing. Prior to getting hit by the truck and then dying. 
Yeah, I, I, I would love to see it as well. Yeah. Kind Maybe, of a shame. She seems like such an interesting character. Just to kill her off within the first three minutes. It's, I know. It's a shame. I know. Rest in peace, Excel Saga. Can we get a moment of silence for Excel Saga? Um, Excel, we miss you. We love you. God bless. You're not being silent. <laughs> I was, I was cueing it, man. I was cueing the silence. That makes for bad radio. Oh, uh, it does. All you right. You so. suck. But. You suck. Don't worry, Josh. It's okay. What? Cause Excel is not dead. <gasps> Let me explain. Plot twist! Oh, Excel, after dying in the back of the truck, is transported into space, into the cosmos, mm. where she meets a very strange woman's voice, who tells her that life is too valuable. But above all, think of the storyline. Think of the storyline. Yes. And what is this great being? This wonderfully dulcet-toned, voiced by Kelly Madison character. You would think it's going to be a heavenly angel, mm-hmm. right? Overly exaggerated anime breasts or something. Oh, yeah. Come on. You know, skimpy outfit, right? Right, right. Come on, come on dude. I, I mean, you're holding me in rapt attention. Tell me. We get a swirly vortex thing called the Great Will of the Macrocosm. And it's got lady arms. And, yeah. They're protruding from this right. sphere of, or this circle of space. So, Bill... We called you the great Bill of the Macrocosm at the beginning. Um, right. Can you can you postulate at all as to what exactly the a great will of a macrocosm really is? You're a science person. Well, I I'm guessing with a three to four foot wide black hole. <laughs> I've met her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh look! Oh, oh well, oh, we are not going to go any further oh, with that line of questioning. Oh, oh. Yeah, so we we are we are introduced to the great will of the macrocosm. Uh, she starts the story over again completely. She just has the power to reset the story. Auto retcon, absolutely. And she, while she's doing that, the doctors are talking in the background, talking about I believe uh, I think we had conflicting hearing of, of what they said, but right. uh, I heard uh, them saying, "Oh man, let, let's us." Uh, Toss her in a dumpster somewhere. Yeah, I heard a convenience store. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's a combination of a dumpster and the back of a convenience store. Right. But it's while the Great Will of the Macrocosm is monologuing, you hear this this dialogue uh, behind it. So get your headphones on, kids, because you're going to miss it. It's some pretty funny shit. Working at a high school, the kids never take their headphones out of their ears. Okay. So we get this scene where uh, the story then restarts, and Excel is no longer... A Japanese schoolgirl. She is standing in her regular uniform, which is pretty interesting, I guess. I don't know. How would you describe Excel's uniform? Shoulder pads for days. <laughs> it's so 80s. It's, all the shoulder pads from the 80s. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's where they all went. Absolutely. Exactly. She is standing in front of the leader of a cross. Yes, the one, the only, Lord Il Palazzo. Voiced by Jason Douglas. Yes. And not to be confused with Christopher Douglas. She starts spazzing. He's got a different voice. (laughs) Yeah, he does. She starts spazzing the fuck out. Oh, dear God. uh, Dancing, not listening to him as he tries to explain what a cross is and what a cross's plan is. And Bill, what is a cross's plan? To take over Tokyo, I assume. Yes, to take. (laughs) I love that you had it, I assume, even though we just watched it like. They didn't. There was no. Mark that they're in Tokyo. I don't mm. believe there's any kind of uh, that little byline that tells you where they're at. True. I'm just assuming it's a big city in Japan. It it's is the only a, one I know. It is a big city in Japan, but it's not Tokyo. It's actually known as City F. Ah. Okay, well, there you go. 
Good old, good old city F. Yes, uh, I believe I've he's... been there a few times. Uh, and Have it, you? Oh man, just just beautiful, man. I mean, some of the best ramen shops ever. And you know how I like my ramen. Yes, we've with we've... hot dogs and ranch dressing. Yep. <laughs> Tune into uh, Soupcast to find that out. But uh, <laughs> but you know that's a thing that we can talk about later. As she as he's trying to explain this, she's spazzing out, doing circles, spins, screaming at the top of her lungs, proclaiming her love. I, I, you know what? I, I, I'm just gonna look at this now, and I just realized that that is probably what happened whenever my parents tried to lecture me back back in elementary school. Just elementary them ta- school. Just them talking to me, and I'm just flying off, going. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that was like a gremlin on crack. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> So that happened. <laughs> so uh, during this, we see Lord Il Palazzo get annoyed with her, and a rope comes kind of descending <laughs> down from the ceiling, to which she stops everything she's doing and says, What's that rope for? <laughs> to which she says, Never mind. Uh, and continues with his plan, saying that they are going to destroy, take over the world. She keeps interrupting him to the point where he gets so frustrated that we get death number two. Boom. Busts a cap right in her head. Yes, and we get a beautiful, but yet the somewhat disturbing animation of her falling backwards, right panning in front of the camera with a very visible bullet wound in her skull. Funny fact, though, and I think that this is great to point out now, uh, Bill's wife was in the other room while we were watching this earlier, and she comes walking in when that scene happens and goes, that's my favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wasn't a fan of this anime, was she? She was not. <laughs> She was unhappy. I had made her watch that with me. Yeah. And what did she say when we when we asked her to watch it with us again? She said, "I can I can see it from the kitchen." Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and that is not a misogynistic thing. There, Bill does not make her just stay in the kitchen. She was making dinner. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. So the great will the macrocosm restarts the story yet again, and uh, Excel is given her third life, and Il Palazzo finishes his entire plan of you know destroying the city known as F, to which Excel. Spasses out some more, saying she'll do whatever it takes through burning fire, through raging floods, with corresponding amazing visuals, by the way. Then ripping her skin off. She said she um, was stripped down. Stripped, stripped down. down and and then she strips down. Quite literally to her ribs and internal organs. They even said she's going to throw up for Lord Ippolanto. Yeah. Strip down, throw up. Yep, and uh, that was, and the, the, in between that we see a kind of disturbing moment where she's kind of saluting and you see swastikas in her eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to bring that up later. The uh, the salute that her and Hyde are doing in the opening is a little, makes me a little uneasy. Yeah, there's definitely, there's some allusions to Nazi Germany in this whole across thing. Also, when she throws up, there's like nuts and bolts. Yeah, <laughs> I did not catch that. Yeah, I, I saw some random stuff, and I thought I saw nuts and bolts as well. Huh. She's is Excel part robot? That or she has an absurd appetite. Well, we we have that to come later. We will definitely talk about oh, her appetite. Yes. Well, while she does all this, Il Palazzo gets annoyed again, and this time, as she professes her love and throws herself at Il Palazzo, saying, "Take me, Lord Il Palazzo." Boom! Yeah, right in the face with a rocket launcher. Yep. So there you go, death number three. So we're not even at the ten minute mark, and our main character has died three times. Yeah, absolutely. If you've never seen this before, are you starting to get kind of the idea of what's going on here? No. Yeah, I was going to say, if you do, I have no idea yet. If yeah. You, if you want to write in, uh, tweet us at Tuning Japanese and give us your theories about what the fuck is going on, because this anime is bonkers. Yeah, really. I mean, just all over the place. Uh, so, Il Palazzo, 
releases his first big plan. Yes. Big plan number one. You know, he's going to take over the world. He's going to, it's all about world domination. So, I mean, what kind of plan could it be? Are they going to, are they going to blow up Tokyo Tower? Are they going to, you know, unleash, well, close, okay. City F Tower. City F Tower. Are they going to, you know, unleash the power of Mothra? (gasps) What is it going to be? I don't know, uh, release a, uh, a contagion in the river? Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they'll just pee in the river. Oh, wait. Someone else does that later on in the series. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Okay. No! Plan number one is to eliminate this waste of time that is known as comic books. Manga. Mm, yes. And it's, it's very interesting because when Lord Il Palazzo is demonstrating how uh, corrupt and base and vulgar these mangas are, he's actually holding Excel Saga mangas. To which then he throws them in, in a shredder, once again, declaring that they are base and vulgar. Yeah, so this ties into what we talked about earlier. Yeah. Right? This right. idea of whoever's making the anime specifically doesn't seem to have a lot of reverence for the manga. Yeah, I, I, I think it may be uh, Koshi Rikto pissed off uh, Shinichi Watanabe at some point, And he said, you know what? I'm taking your product. Fuck you. I'm going to make fun of you all the way through it. See, I took it more as uh, just... Good-natured ribbing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, but yet, the first target to get rid of all of manga is Koshirikto himself. Oh my god. So what a twist! What a twist! My favorite part of the whole episode is, no. this, is this next sequence of series. This, this, is, this is great. We get Excel singing an adorable song. Oh. An absolutely adorable song as she's wandering through the streets of Japan. Oh, please, please. With, with a ridiculously large sword, by the way. S- serenade me, sir. Oh, she starts singing, Obliterate, exterminate, Lord Il Palazzo told me so, genocide, manga off side, and in order of homicide to go. I'll be here all week, folks. So that is, uh, that is the song. Again. Genocide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're hitting a lot of sour notes in this episode. All right. So, so yeah, it's adorable. I'm sorry. I know that she's going to, she's off to kill someone and she's singing about genocide. But this, can, can we say that this is the cutest song about genocide ever? That's fair. It's pretty adorable, but I don't know how adorable it is when she's wielding a freaking scimitar. It's huge. It's so amazing. So she creeps into the apartment of Koshiriko. We get this really, again, a cool animation sort of thing. We get this kind of shading of her face, and her eyes are glowing this, like, sinister red. And we get another song, our second song. Koshiriko is singing this really weird song, and uh, it's very self-centered. Um, oh, yeah. Singing about himself. He's, he's Koshiriko, and he draws manga, and he's just kind of making the whole song up and talking yeah. about how it's been three days since so- he skipped his last deadline. Uh, which is maybe a little bit of a little, anyone who's worked in manga, right? I mean, I think it's kind of a nod to, uh, to them. So, uh, or it's just more taking shots at him. Right. Could be. Probably. I more mean, than likely. I'm still going with that, you know, Watanabe was pissed with, with Rikdo. That's my theory. You want to go with the lighthearted jabbing bill? Uh, I think we're just going to be in contention with this. So we get a, a, my other favorite part of the scene is she, she is adorably sneaking behind Koshi Rikdo. First of all, crawling on all fours with the sword in her mouth, which is quite a feat considering the size of that sword. Um, Anime paraphernalia. 
Australia. <laughs> yes. To which Bill pointed out to me as we were watching this today that in the background there is a replica of Gamera. Friend of children. <laughs> friend, the friend of children. Friend of uh, which, children. Which is fantastic, by the way. Um, <laughs> she does this little dance back and forth, hissing kind of like a snake. It's adorable. <laughs> so we get a scene with Devil and Angel Excel. It's one of my favorite things is when cartoons and other television shows have the angel and the devil on the shoulder. It's right. one of my absolute favorite things in the world. I don't know why. I just think it's, it's always kind of interesting to see the character <laughs> dressed up as the angel and the devil. Mm-hmm. So we have this scene where the angel's like, no, no, you can't kill this innocent guy, to which the devil Excel comes in like, kicks her over the head and basically is like, no, come on, Excel, baby. <laughs> we got to kill this guy. I, I still think they sound like New Yorkers, and I'm not sure why it sounds like they're from New York. Maybe it was just a, a choice that the voice actress wanted to do. Maybe that maybe she is from New York. I don't know, but I mean, to me, it was obvious. I, I don't know if you guys agree with me or not on that. There was definitely some sort of accent being There was definitely applied. an accent. Yeah. Yeah. And it was an interesting choice of accent. Yeah. Uh, so they're fighting. Excel is having a, a complete crisis of whether or not she should kill this guy. Mm-hmm. This all kind of comes about because she sees a picture of Koshirikto and his family on the desk, and she feels remorse. So Aww. as this is going on, Koshirikto is still animating, still drawing his manga. Yeah, and she's just flipping out. She's breaking her, her inner monologue. And- I just realized something. Breaking the fourth wall, Mm -hmm. arguing with your own inner monologue. Mm -hmm. Dude, we should hook Excel up with Deadpool. Yeah. Dude, I want to read that comic book. Yes. Neither of them can die. Right. Well, she can, just she doesn't say that way. Well, I mean, Deadpool gets close. I mean, basically, he could, but like, he just, he gets better. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Ignorant Masses, listening to this podcast, we need someone to write this comic now. Or, Get on it. Or if you are are an anime fan and you like to draw anime or manga style, I would love to get some fan art of Excel and Deadpool together in some sort of wacky thing. If you could do that for us, you will be our official favorite listener for all time. Or find or write some hardcore slash fic and make sure you send it to Andrew. No, oh! no, 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 no. That, that, Everybody that, listening. That's Bill at tuningjapanese.com. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, this goes on until finally the angel and devil, uh, they, they, they come to an end of their argument. And it's not how you would expect. The bullet of justice caps evil's ass. Yes, as the angel excel shoots and kills the devil excel. Bust a cap right in her ass, man. Right, and totally did. And so we've got... A lot, a lot of cap busting in this episode, A lot, too. a lot. That is what actually gains the attention of Koshirito, finally. Really quick, though, before the shooting happens and all that, do you know what it is that Excel is screaming when she's... I honestly could not catch what she was screaming. Gaspacho. She's saying gazpacho over and over again. Rewatch the episode, put it on your headphones. She's going, gazpacho, gazpacho, gazpacho! Maybe she's a fan of Soupcast. We get this scene where Koshirito finally notices, turns around, and is kind of like, huh? To which Excel is like, um, hi. And we get a kind of a crazy scene where he's, his, he, eye, his line. eye line, white dotted line with an arrow at the end, kind of sees her sword and then kind of follows her around the body and wraps her up. Whoa, she... that, that we went from one extreme to another? Holy shit. Yes. We, it's not that kind of anime, though. Oh, so, good. good. Good, good, yes. Yeah. It's not your kind of anime. So uh, <laughs> she uh, she decides, well, you know, hey, don't worry. I'm just here to slaughter you. No big deal. Yeah, I'm not a robber. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I love that line. I'm not a robber. I'm just here to murder you. Fantastic line. I, bl- I believe annihilate or eradicate was her eradicate you. Yes, eradicate. Yes, yes Th- that which makes is. Sense. 
fantastic. So we get, instead of seeing this gory death scene, we get a cutaway... <laughs> Some rather pleasant images. It has a nice little message at the top that says, you know, due to the graphic nature of this uh, scene, we will show you these pleasant pictures instead, to which we see cute things like, you know, uh, the word love written in a heart in the sand and uh, kittens playing. All the while you're hearing Koshi Richto's death screams and Excel just telling him to act like he was bitten by a random dog and just die <laughs> and how he's just a tenacious bastard. It's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. To which uh, then we cut back and Koshimiko is dead. And we know that because there is a little Japanese uh, symbol on his forehead that says death. So Koshimiko is dead. Excel mm -hmm. is excited that she's done the work of Il Palazzo. Yes. She, she succeeded. Yes, she has. It's it's amazing. She's she's successful in her attempt to, to murder this scumbag manga artist and bringing down the corrupt, useless waste that is manga. She's destroying all the manga. She's getting rid of all the Naruto. She's getting rid of Inuyasha. Yes, Andrew, it's finally happening. No. <laughs> ah, you I hope that. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Um, man, I, I was really hoping for the end of Naruto and Inuyasha. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say right now. Hit him, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well. To get back to the summary now, she comes to realize that she's not destroying Naruto, believe it, but she's really destroying Excel Saga, her own anime. Oh, shit. Does she fade out? Uh, I mean, are we going to have yet another Excel death in some well, wacky form? Is we, it all back to the future. Yeah, exactly. You know? we, we, we get saved that, though. We almost have that moment of the uh -huh. strange paradox, but... She gets scolded by the Great Will of the Macrocosm, who waves her little hand at her and says, Thou shall not kill the original comic book artist! Oh. And uh, she resets time. So I'm going to call that death number four, because death by paradox. I think that's fair. Okay, right. yeah. I think maybe the Great Will of the Mac Macrocosm is the uh, fuck it fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Explain the fuck it fairy, Bill. When the writers want to write something they don't know how to get out of, fuck it. I wish more anime had that. It, right. make, it makes for some interesting scenes in this first episode alone. So she's a portable, incontinuity deus ex machina. Pretty much. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. The, the fuck, fuck it. fairy. The fuck it fairy. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that's a much better term. So Excel then is transported after death number four to, not back to Il Palazzo, not back to her plot, but to a construction site? God, that yeah. was... Yeah. Very bizarre. We get that kind of familiar scene of the construction worker with his head kind of bowed down. I, I know I've seen that like a couple places before. Is that like a typical Japanese construction sign? I, I, I think so. It's a polite thing. I, I've seen, I've seen the image. I, I, it's typical of anime, at least I think. And we get a cool framing shot of like that in the background, and Excel is actually bowed down in the exact same pose. And yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool artistic choice there. Like, here she is doing the same thing. Yeah. For at least a moment. Yeah, she, she's actually, for once, calm. Yeah. And she, that lasts for about three seconds. Oh, man. Because Damn. she comes to realize, oh, me? Direct traffic? Which I believe is a direct quote. Yes. Uh, and she then goes on to take the little wavy, what do they call those little wavy? Lightsaber. <laughs> a baton. It's a baton. A lightsaber. Damn it! A little glowy traffic's signal stick thing and begins to wave it frantically around and direct traffic before she could even get too far into it she gets run over and killed by a truck when the foreman there says hey watch out there's a truck coming 
cute commercial break card at this point. Yes, we have hit the halfway point. We've hit the commercial break. Uh, we come back from a commercial break. I'm going to call that death number five. I think, we, I think we see her get hit. Like out part time girl, ten times coming. I love that he calls her part time girl. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's pretty fantastic. Uh, so yeah, we get a commercial break. We come back. Excel suffers death number five of, and the second death of being run over in this episode. But it's okay, as the foreman's like, "Hey, you okay?" <laughs> which is, which is again, why are the people in this anime acting so nonchalantly when people are killed? Right, especially in the fact that she's lying in a pool of her blood. The blood automatically just draws back into her body. <laughs> Apparently through her nose. Right. And she just pops back up. Yeah, I'm all right. A little thing like this. To which she starts waving the baton like a sword and like making grunting noises. To which she's like, ha ha, good job. And the foreman's sitting there like, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go this way. Yeah. And we get a scene where she controls traffic. And the she waves it around so much, and cars are flying by, they're pirouetting by, and then eventually we see, as she stops, she's like, huh, as we see a scene of just cars piled up everywhere. Yeah, it's not a traffic jam, it's a total clusterfuck. So, uh, moving on, she seems really uh, completely confused by the fact that all these cars, like, where did all these cars come from? Did she make sure to make note when they take over this this world that they won't need so many automobiles and drivers? You know, noble cause. Noble cause. Yeah, and, uh, you know, while this is going on, we guess you get a shot away of Lord Il Palazzo. He's reading uh, a magazine. <laughs> yeah, about a rock band. It does answer very fundamental question that I'm sure everyone has wondered for years. Mm-hmm. These these maniacal, uh, world-dominating, despot uh, wannabe overlords who send their minions out to toil upon their works. What the hell are they doing in their fortresses while the minions are minioning? 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 Well, uh, we know now. They're reading magazines. Not uh, a goddamn thing. No, no, they just sit back and let them do everything for them. Um, I want to be an overlord, damn it. I do too. To play Ode to Joy on a guitar. Yes, <laughs> oh, which no. we'll get to in a moment. I, my favorite part about the whole thing of him reading the magazine is just, he just says, and, and Il Palazzo is a very deadpan, dry character. Oh, God, and yes. he just is like just staring at this thing and says, in the most calm way, visually appealing. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, just random soundbite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very bizarre. So we get the wreck. Excel is not very good at her job. And then we are introduced to, in my opinion, the best character in this entire anime. Uh, we are introduced to Pedro. Voiced by Rob Mungle. Yes. My, Pedro is looking forlorn. He said he's sitting on the beam, just like, just staring out, which can't be that safe. No. He's just like, just staring out into nothingness. Mm-hmm. Excel sees him and comes flying at him with her fists, to which he stands up. They punch fists together. And Apparently they're friends. They've known each other. Somehow. You know. Even though she just got out of high school, why is she hanging around with this like adult... Migrant worker. Adult Mi- migrant yeah. worker. And, and, and I have to say, you pointed out something uh, about this character, this obviously Hispanic character, as far as... Well, no! Let's be honest, the Japanese have never been the most racially sensitive... And that's a very racially sensitive thing for you to say. Well, I, I've seen plenty of animes with horrible blackface characters, shall we say. Yeah, like Jinx from Pokemon. Yeah. yeah I mean, or uh, Mr. Bobo from... Popo. Popo. Oh, yes, from Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. that's right. terrible. You pointed it out that probably Pedro is one of the least offensive racial characters to ever come out of a Japanese anime. Well... 
you say that, but then in this next scene, he talks about how why he's sad, and he says uh, he misses his sexy wife and his son Sandora, to which oh, he shows Sandora. a to which he shows a picture of a young Hispanic boy playing with a soccer ball. So, well, soccer's popular everywhere but here. So, I mean, yeah, well, that could be as much Japan as it yeah. Is ja- I mean, the Japanese love South soccer. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I, I'll give you that one. We get a flashback. He says, you know, no, let me just show you in a flashback. To which, <laughs> uh, to which they both turn to the backdrop where a guy, a worker's actually walking by with an armful of beams. It turns to a flashback to which the bottom drops out on this guy. He just goes barreling off yeah, the bottom, bottom of the screen. Or was he startled? I thought, I took it that he was startled. Oh, really? I see. I, I took it as like he is like the bottom dropped out or something. No, because he comes back up. Oh, that's true. So it would have to be yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it would have to be there. So he gets startled by the flashback right. and, and, and something. drops. Something. Whatever happens, a guy falls into the flashback? Again, no. I think he just falls off the beam. Falls off the beam. Okay. He's just clinging to the beam for dear life. <laughs> oh, dear God! So we get a flashback of Pedro's wife and son. It's a sad story of how he came to Japan to find work and here he is building these uh, structures yeah, to try to send... Yeah, this is a little skyscraper to okay. send money home. Excel gets really pissed off at him for some reason. For being sad and homesick. He doesn't understand that love is working hard. Yes. I think is her, her rant. And, I mean, she decides to motivate Pedro in probably the most violent of ways. I mean, she puts on these spiked, not just brass knuckles, but spiked knuckles and just pommels the and a, shit And again, out of I him. believe she starts with a box cutter. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Ooh, I really do think I, you're right. I did not see the box cutter, but I mean... It's nuts. Yeah. And just so we know mm-hmm. in the future, we are not going to have Excel Excel be a motivational speaker for us. Ever. You don't think I should bring bring her in to talk to nope. my students? No. Nope. Uh, sure, why not? I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah. But not you, for us. You don't teach my kid. Huh? Uh, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, my, ki- my kid's not even going to go to your school. Okay, fair enough. My favorite line, by the way, mm-hmm. when she's beating the crap out of Pedro and after she's just done, she's trying to explain, you know, kind of what Bill talked about, like this motivation. She says, if your son is really dear to you and your wife is really sexy, which I just I just love that. It's like <laughs> she just, just throws in like the sexiness of his wife. We get Pedro, who, again, one of my favorite lines from the whole episode, we get this kind of like, shocked uh, look behind him and like the the kind of the jagged lines and he just his face is wide and says Pedro is shocked <laughs> okay my favorite Pedro line's coming up yes and is it that one because I'll let you say that oh uh, yeah alright so they talk for a while and then she does kind of pep him up to which Pedro then says oh Miss Excel my tears are flowing like waterfalls it's Probably the best line in the oh whole, in the entire episode, if not the whole anime. My tears are flowing like waterfalls, <laughs> and they were, they were, they were animated, like just just, just pouring streaming down. down. So they do the punch hands things again, except this time their hands disintegrate for some reason, uh, and they do a lean. They are so pumped. They're so pumped up that they've destroyed their hands. They have, and they do a Looney Tunes bit, which is great. <laughs> uh, where they go plummeting down to the ground and leave imprints of themselves, kind of, in the ground. They're very bizarre imprints. I like how the one imprint, the legs are spread to a broken pipe in the uh, form of a butthole. Which is fantastic. <laughs> it's, the, it's probably the only other butthole. We, there's only two yeah. buttholes we really see in this anime. One is an X and one is a, is a zero. So it's yeah. like they're playing tic-tac-toe with buttholes. It's pretty <laughs> It's pretty fantastic. You would yeah. do a weird place with that. <laughs> I, you really had. I was, I was just going to say, you know, let's see Wiley Coyote pull that off. Yeah, which would be fantastic. But they're okay. I won't count this as a, as a death because no. they sit right back up because 
they're wearing their helmets. Oh my god! Right. Who Safety look? first. You know, twenty story drop, and you survive because you wear your helmet. I mean, wow. Yeah. I'm gonna try that. Uh, right. let's, no, well, no, no. I'm gonna go no. to the tallest you totally building. Should. Yeah. No. Right. I think you should, no. Dude, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna text you, I'm gonna call you while I do it, too, so you know, you know, when the All on the video camera. Oh my gosh. Dude, I'm um, so gonna Skype this. Alright, so, while this is going on, Pedro. Send your dollars now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be included in Josh's webcam. Oh. We here at Tuning Japanese do not advocate anyone jumping off of high buildings wearing a helmet thinking that you will survive no in fact you will die and the great will of the macrocosm will not bring you back no all right so uh pedro's pumped he's rejuvenated excel has successfully made him feel better about his life uh we're introduced to that gomez in the background in this scene um which who will play a part later on uh it's a funny line the foreman is like yeah well we're gonna give you a raise just don't tell that gomez and as he's walking away we see a sign that just kind of points to a guy says that gomez one of the think the best things that especially in the dub you need to check out He's talking to the foreman, Pedro is. And he's like, you know, I could do this kind of work uh, for breakfast. Too bad I ate my lunch five minutes ago. And the foreman immediately goes, wow, Pedro, you're really picking up on these stupid Japanese wordplay jokes. <laughs> Which we didn't check to make sure, but that's got to just be in the in the dub. Yeah. I would imagine that there was a joke there that didn't translate. So mm-hmm. they just went, they, eh, screw it. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to make fun of it because we're... Obviously, we don't understand Japanese wordplay. Which is fantastic. Excel, at that point, <laughs> feels great about herself, but lo and behold, her hunger takes over, and she completely deflates onto the ground. Um, <laughs> she pulls herself together, where she then salutes Lord El Palazzo, and we get this gross scene where she's talking all nice to him while her stomach is, like, screaming screaming with those disgusting brown right. squiggle lines of all hunger. All to the Ode of Joy. It's a great, it's fantastic. The Ode to Joy is... Everywhere in this episode, especially, it's, yes, it's but, amazing. I mean, it shows up in other parts of this anime as well. We'll point it out when it happens. We get a few uh, scenes where Excel is calling out different characters. She calls out Pedro, and I want to note that uh, he's pushing a wheelbarrow full of poochus. <laughs> which, again, wait till episode two if you're not sure what a poochu is. We'll we'll be talking all about poochus. They are significant. They are. To which now Menchi comes wandering by her, Bill. Describe right. a Menchi for us. It's a dog that looks like a cat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you out there, fans, but when I wa- first watched this anime way back when, I thought forever that that was a cat. Until Excel says, doggy. Right. Which, which in itself is hilarious because she is completely overwhelmed by the fact that here is this dog. Uh, we get this little pop-up with her drooling, and she's, it says, you know, dog equals creature equals food. And, I, I uh, think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. That's uh, that's right after a very significant event. Happens. Oh, yes. I totally forgot. You, you, you skipped? I you to- skipped. I t- I'm sorry. I was I was getting too excited about right. Menchi, which I believe, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'll be wrong a lot in this podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> Doesn't Menchi roughly translate to emergency food? I think somebody told me that, but that might have been you that told me that. Yes, I do believe Menchi does translate roughly into like emergency food or emergency meat supply or something (laughs) like that. So sad. So depressing. (laughs) Uh, Especially because that dog-cat thing is adorable. Damn right. So, oh, that's pretty good. Um, (laughs) So what Josh was alluding to that I skipped, it was the truck crashing where she was she was trying to get back to work and, and she was a little too enthusiastic because she was screaming the praises of lord il palazzo not that she'd ever do that 
scream the praises of Lord Il Palazzo? Never, no. never. No. Uh, and she causes a huge explosion when a bunch of trucks and cars collide, which then in turn causes the building somehow to completely the fireball. Uh, I think. Yeah, An complete, explosion. Yeah, which somehow spread immediately to the entire building into fire. Yeah, it must yeah. have been a tanker truck maybe or uh, something. I don't know I mean you know maybe there were explosive pooches in that wheelbarrow maybe that, that, that's a good way of putting it yeah. everyone freaks out and they start running off the site Pedro is running away when oh my god the he, worst thing ever could happen he drops his picture of Sandora his <gasps> son uh, and we get this overly dramatic it's scene. Trapped under a beam. <laughs> it's trapped. We get that overly ridiculous scene where, like, the person is trapped what? under the beam. Yeah. But it's a fucking picture. <laughs> it's, I mean, he literally runs into the flame screaming, Sandora! It's amazing. It is. It's great. And oh. he goes for the picture, collapses to the ground, and the last thing we see of Pedro is him reaching dramatically for the picture of Sandora. Also talking about how hot the flames are. So hot! So hot! (laughs) And he burns up, which is Uh, so sad. Damn. Angel Excel comes down at this point and says, you've got to do something! You've got to save him! And Excel's like, I I don't know what to do! And she's like, just do it! But before Angel Excel can actually get her to do so... A cop dressed like Excel from the Excel department from the Excel department shows up mm-hmm. to arrest the good Excel for the murder. Of, you know, call back to earlier in your episode for murdering bad Excel. To which we get a beautiful line of, "Oh well, that's a fair call." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is the last we will see of good and bad Excel. Yeah, absolutely. That they're done after this yeah, first yeah. episode. Never again. They are not um, coming back. Don't expect it. So Excel is, it doesn't know what to do. Good Excel's gone. Bad Excel's gone. She says, it's not my fault. Nothing could have prevented this from happening. To which we get a really dramatic kind of like... Text kind of, that text. flies across. <laughs> due to professional negligence. Yeah, like uh, man- manslaughter is due to personal negligence or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Pedro burns up. Yeah, Excel uh, just just watches as the entire building comes down. It's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. And then she goes to run off, and then her hunger kicks in again, and it really did go to her legs. Right. To which then we see Menchie, and we do the whole dog, dog creature, creature food. food. And yeah. then uh, we get a scene of her chasing Menchie down the street with what little energy is left, screaming, meat, 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 as the building continues to smolder in that scene behind them. So, yeah. But wait a minute, what about Pedro? Come on, there's got to be some sort of omnipotent fuck-it fairy that's going to show up, right? I'm glad you bring that up, okay. because the fuck-it fairy does show up. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it, the fuck-it fairy. Uh, the fuck-it fairy does show up, and uh, she's about to save Pedro. Yes! Pedro is not dead. He may see a sexy wife, yes. but... Time's we, up. We break the fourth wall yet again. Her wristwatch goes off and uh, says, Oh, sorry, we're out of time for this episode. Better go. Uh, to which... We see their final glimpse of Pedro screaming, No! As it pans away. Yep. Yep. He's a sexy wife, but. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep, that's right. Pedro was not saved due to episode runtime. Yes. Uh, Excel is saved five times. Pedro, zero. Damn it! We get a scene with Il Palazzo playing a guitar that apparently he ordered out of the magazine. Because right. uh, I believe the text in the magazine says something like, A guitar so easy or good that anyone can play or something right, like that right. <laughs> and he's trying to play like some chords on it is he playing is that oh is that oh the joy yeah i didn't i didn't catch that i didn't catch it too so they bring it up and, until he brought it up and then i'm like 
He's right. I must not have heard you say that earlier. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, as a, a crappy guitarist myself, maybe I heard <laughs> what he was going for. <laughs> nice. Uh, and, so that's yeah, uh, that is a cool little he, added little bit there. I did few not. Few seconds that. in, he gets angry, throws a guitar down, and just into a pile of broken guitars. Yeah, which is how many how many guitars did he buy that were supposed to be easy to play? Like, what's the logic there? It's like I'm going to buy five of these. And one of them are, I'm going to be able to play. I need, uh, that one's broken. Next to like, what the hell is going on? Jesus. Uh, evil overlords, man. They're great. Let's be evil overlords together. Uh, I, I don't know if that would work because we only, we only have one evil overlord. No, 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 no. We could be a triumvirate. Yeah, you see how that worked for Julius Caesar and all that? It just did not work out. I don't think this state allows same-sex evil overlords. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, str- speaking of, bizarreness because that was bizarre we get a strange scene of a group of guys that are talking and uh, you caught the dialogue for this that i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll cut to you for that in a minute but uh we get in the foreground a guy in a red suit with a giant afro who oh, is yeah. the character nabashin and we, we only get a glimpse of him here and uh these people notice him and then go hey there he is, the Afro guy. What are they? What are they talking about before that or after that? You, you, you he caught said it. He something. It was him. Uh-huh. Yeah. He says something along the lines of, "Hey, what do they expect after childbirth?" <laughs> I, th- I think he said, I, "You know, why, how did her condition worsen after childbirth, or something like that?" No, I think it was less surreal than that. It was yeah. just sort of like, "Hey, what do you expect?" Something of that sort. Yeah. Very bizarre. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what they were going for there. I'm not really sure. Maybe they are just filling in the uh, lip movements to... <laughs> just... like, like a bad lip reading? Exactly. <laughs> oh, Ooh. that's amazing. Oh, I love bad lip readings. Would you put that above the productions of this show? No, I really wouldn't well, at all. Okay. So we get Excel walking back to her apartment with Menchie in her arms. She alludes to cooking Menchie, who then freaks out and has the saddest face I have ever seen. Like... <laughs> Like Menchi is crying Twin Waterfalls. It is. It is really, oh, it, really it is, sad. Yeah, I, I feel for that puppy. And then we immediately cut to a scene of a crock pot or whatever, a, a, a stock pot cooking. It's a. It's a hot pot. Yeah, okay. and and I was like, oh my god, she's cooking Menchi. She, she's cooking him now. No, no, it's full of vegetables, and it's actually one of Excel's neighbors, uh, Watanabe. Which, mm-hmm. to note, you had mentioned earlier the name of. Uh, the name Watanabe. Yeah, Shinichi Watanabe. But I believe that this Watanabe was named for the manga. Because the first name... I can't remember the character's first name. We'll get into that more when we introduce the, get into the characters a little bit more. Yeah, we're just kind of get a little preview here. He's right. uh, cooking these vegetables and says, you know, I'm paying for this with the last of my money. I'm going to go out with one good meal. Right. Uh, to which uh, his friend Iwata drops down on a cord from the ceiling and <laughs> says, Hey, hey, you're going to eat all that? And he gets really pissed off. And then another guy kind of pops out from the ground. Doesn't say anything, but we get like a little speech bubble from right. him. Uh, that's Sumiyoshi. And uh, they start fighting as Excel wanders by and says, Oh, it sounds like the neighbors are having soup. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so good. And uh, says she's going to cook Menchie. We get a scene, then it cuts away to Pedro's wife and kid. Sandora is playing soccer. Um, uh. To which uh, Pedro's sexy wife admonishes him and says, What have I told you about since standing in the yard just kicking her on that soccer ball? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to which he, he apologizes and says he's waiting for Papa. And we get a really depressing scene where she says, Oh, don't worry about your Papa. Just forget about him and come inside. Come inside forget about him. <laughs> and we get a no, no! tragically across the sky. Uh. <sighs> So Il Palazzo and Excel, you know, he, they're they're back talking at this point, and he has another job for her. 
and uh, we get a little bit of a, a Groundhog Day moment as, yep. as his job is to none other go and murder Koshi Rikdo. Uh, so we get, we get a scene where she's creeping behind him once again, and we see her reflection in, in the sword, or, or face near the sword, right? And she says, you know, for Il Palazzo. For the glory of Il Palazzo! For the love of Il Palazzo! And we see, I think, Koshi Rikdo's face in the reflection of the sword, and a cutting sound, and we go to the end fi- card. The end card, which uh, is the same for most of the episodes. Most of the episodes. Uh, it yeah. says today's experiment because they called this the Quack Experimental Anime. Yes, to the official title of this anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it says today's experiment dot 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 failed. Failed. To which leads us to the end song where you mentioned earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. and it's probably one of the best parts of the anime. Right, it's the only part that my wife actually liked. Yeah, do you want to explain that, Bill? <laughs> well, you have the little uh, spotlight in the darkened stage <laughs> with an old timey microphone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Minchi walks out, sits down, and starts to bark, yip, um, his sad song. Uh-huh. It's so adorable. <laughs> and the uh, the real kicker is when the little translator, the translator bubble comes up, and she starts reading off in Japanese <laughs> the lyrics. <laughs> and uh, I, I did grab some of the lyrics. They're not the exact translation that are on the, on the anime. I found these online. But you get the general idea. I think they're, they're, they're slightly changed. You know, we get things like, From that day I noticed the reason that you became close was that the tenderness of my body was to your liking. <laughs> while Menchi is singing this, by the way, we see little bits of, like, every once in a while, Excel's hand reaches down. And, and starts s- shaking some salt onto Menchi. Which is so sad. More lyric uh, along the lines of, How does this body reflect in the eyes, in those eyes enduring hunger? If you eat me now instantly, uh, if you eat me, eat me instantly, so that the meat does not get too hard. Uh, so... <laughs> It's so depressing, and uh, that's how every episode closes, and it ends with the curtain kind of going over the stage, and you see Excel's hand reaching in to grab hold of Minji. You mean hilarious? Depressed hilarious? Depressed, but funny as shit. The first time I ever saw that, I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah, we watched the first episode. Now that we finished the episode, when we first got introduced to Excel Saga, this was... Right when we graduated, or I, I want to say it was around then. It was but, around around that kind of uh, graduation, mm, first year of college kind we, of thing. I have no idea. What got us interested in Excel Saga was quite literally we were sitting down to watch another anime. I don't remember which one. It was an ADV title, mm-hmm. and ADV always front loaded uh, previews on their VHSs. Oh yeah, I got to got to make that mad money. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a Excel Saga promo. Oh yeah. And we both just looked at each other and we're like, what did we just see? It was nuts. A couple weeks later, I'm sitting at home or something. I get a phone call and Andrew goes, Josh, Josh, I got Excel Saga. I got Excel Saga. And I'm like, huh? It's like, remember that anime when we were watching anime at my house? And, it, you know, we saw that one really insane preview. Yeah, it's called Excel Saga. I got the first tape. And I'm like, I'm out the door. Yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, it, and this was thankfully after the time when you had to buy them on VHS, you know. Oh, yeah, so and spend he had a the million DVD. dollars. Yeah. I had a DVD, thankfully, at the time, which was fantastic. Right. And I still have these same DVDs that I bought, and I have, it's, as you will talk about, it only gets, I would say, more crazy from here. Oh, God. We finished watching that for the first couple episodes, and we were just like, 
are we watching the greatest thing ever or the most insane thing ever? Yeah, it was. it's kind of a toss-up. So overall, thoughts about this first episode of Excel Saga, takeaways, or anything that really stood out to you? Did you like it? Did you... <laughs> were you still confused? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, for me, reliving it, I, I kind of remember that experience I had the first time we watched it. I went... I want to see what happens next. That's kind of the, the reaction I had. It's insane. I have no idea what's going on. The uh, preview at the end of the episode absolutely did nothing to give you an idea of what's going to happen next, except for her mentioning the title, the the girl from Mars. Yes, that'll be our episode two, The Woman oh, from Woman Mars. Woman from Mars. At the end, my thoughts were just like, okay, let you know, we started this this thing. Let's keep going. Yeah. Let's see where this train wreck goes. It's kind of, I mean, when we talk, when we get to episode two and we see that, I mean, they literally address that at the beginning of episode two. Just kind of like, we want to take a second to apologize because this was weird. And we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we, we will. Bill, what do you, what do you think? I mean, it was funny, certainly. Mm -hmm. It's funnier with more people to, to share the laughter. It is a very disjointed show. Right. Like her... Just randomly, I mean, was that her at a part-time job and unrelated to Across, or was that <laughs> part of Across's plan? Because she does mention the building will belong to Palazzo when, yeah. when the grand unification happens. Uh, but then she also mentions needing a second part-time job. So. Right? Is right. this like is this like a Jadeite kind of plot where he like just starts a business right, from right. Sailor Moon, or yeah, like I mean, I mean what, what is this? It's, it's very strange. Yeah, and then there's no reason, no no explanation of how, why, what is happening. It's not bad for what it is, which is supposed to be batshit nuts. <laughs> it is that. And funny. But, uh, yeah, I think that it is fairly weak plot-wise. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I don't think it gets a lot better. No, not really. We'll, we'll kind of go into it with each episode. Um, one of the things about each episode is that they kind of take on different anime or even Japanese-themed tropes. Uh, so, yeah, that is, uh, you know, I guess my thoughts, it's, I was obsessed with this anime. I still am obsessed with this anime. Going back, I mean, it had been a long while since I'd watched it, but going back, I really, I still laugh just as much as I, I did when I first watched it. It's just so absurd. It's nuts. It, I think, uh, Bill brought it up. Do yourself a favor. If you're going to watch Excel Saga, watch it with some friends. Yeah. You know, or even more so, watch it with someone who doesn't watch a whole lot of anime. I mean, because then their reactions are even more hilarious. Or they're yeah. mad at you. Or they're mad. Yeah, right. There's that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You want to watch it with us? Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I just love that. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's episode one. We will be back next week with episode two, The Woman from Mars, where we'll be introduced to our second, I guess, main character, maybe you could say. Mm -hmm. I would say that, uh, you know, Excel and this other character, Hyatt, who we mentioned earlier, were are our main characters in the story. Mm -hmm. So we'll be introduced to Hyatt, to Space Butler, and mm -hmm. others. Nabashin. Nabashin officially. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to take us out, Josh? Just want to thank you for listening to Tuning Japanese. Once again, I am Lord Ilpajasho. I am Pedro's sexy wife, Andrew. And this is the great bill of the macrocosm. And remember, you ignorant masses, the world is corrupt. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. 
Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. I'm a